folks, this has been here with Biritaku, a brand and idea that explores the brilliance in the incredible art form of craft beer. Today, we're taking a detour. We're going to hit the road a bit. We're going to do a sort of field trip. We're going to visit a gathering of local and regional breweries at Rochester's oldest and most well-known, probably, beer festival, the Flower City Beer Fest. This was started by John Erlob, who was the founder of Warbox, Rochester's first craft beer brewery, and it's been running for over 25 years. You know, the city of Rochester and the region of Rochester has become a front-runner in beer cities across the U.S., uh, the good thing about Rochester is that it has been noticed, obviously, by people locally who've been around the world, who've been around the nation, partaking of craft beer. Those people have been the first to notice what Rochester has. But what's happening now is the word's getting out, and it's getting noticed by people in other cities, other beer cities, and people who are doing a lot of writing and reporting. Uh, they're starting to kind of announce it. If you want to find out more about what's happening in Rochester and people that are noticing it, here's some good places to go. You can go to Google and you can type in foodable.tv. And that uh, station is like an online channel. They talk about business of food, what's happening, what's trending in food, uh, what's trending in drinks as far as adult beverages, and what's trending in beer. And Rochester made an episode, which is pretty cool. So vinepair.com is another source. And they write really good articles about wine, adult beverages, beer. One article they wrote recently was just about 10 places you must go to around the world where you can get some fabulous beer. Rochester made that list. And the last place I would mention, that's pretty recent, is uh, the Matador Network. That's M-A-T-A-D-O-R network.com. And you could just, again, you could Google the names of these three places and type in craft beer, the names, and it should take you right to those article pages or videos, in this case, with Foodable TV. We're going to go ahead and jump into it and let you listen for yourself from these places, these breweries, about what's special about Rochester, why they decide to bring their beer, and uh, what they think is on the horizon. All right, enjoy. We're here at the Community Beer Works uh, tent. We're talking with Brennan. Um, from Community Beer Works, is often here in Rochester uh, visiting some of the breweries, sharing their beer, and we're just going to find out from them why they're here at this event and why Rochester is a good market for them. You're in Buffalo, which is, which is uh, I would say, heftily bigger. Um, so what about the Rochester market uh, makes you guys feel like it's important enough to even show up here? I'm actually originally from Rochester. I'm from Spencerport originally. Really? Yeah, so I love Rochester. So what do you do with Community Beer Works? You guys make some hella good beer. Thank you. I appreciate that. And um, everyone's talked about you since you kind of launched here. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm the director of sales. Okay. Yep. So, so you're responsible for actually introducing a lot of those beers. I think that's how we even met. Yeah. Well, actually, I think the first time I mean, we, we met a, before. It was a 5 activity, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, that's yeah, the first yeah. time we officially met. I know yeah. we met at, at stuff before. I yes. mean, I, I know everyone. It, I never know everyone's face, but anyways, we met at we met at uh, at the Five Eight Five Brewers event uh, yeah. a couple of years ago, and then I don't know. That's just it, it, we come out here every once in a while. So we haven't been out in the Rochester market for a little while, but we're looking to uh, we're looking to expand more. So last year we opened up our new brewery. We run a one and a half barrel system before that. We were Buffalo's third oldest brewery. That was it. That's as big as it was, really. One and a half barrels. Yeah. You guys pumped out a lot of beer. Yeah, we put out a lot of beer. Yeah, you did. Uh, so last year we opened up a new brewery uh, on 7th and Jersey, right by the Peace Bridge, okay. and it's a 20-barrel system and a new tap wow. room and everything. So 527th Street, that's that's where we are now. But I, all I all I can know about it and care about it is that we can put out a lot more beer because that's that's my business. It's putting out in the streets. I, I mean, retail is great. That's where we make our margin. But yeah. I'll tell you what, I want beer in everyone's hand going to Wegmans and Tops and consumers out of Buffalo way. So now you're talking about cans if, if I'm yeah, getting Yeah, getting we just got a new canning line too. We just got a new canning line too. 
So that's coming in uh, at the end of this month. We're going to be canning stuff and getting out in the market. And man, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, a, it's a great time to be a brewery that's, uh, that's doing distribution and wholesale who's been doing it for a little while. I Did say it I- like that because if you're a new brewery, you're going to start distribution now. Good luck. Well, man, I am really excited to hear that because I love you guys' beer. I haven't had a Our ton. Loves you. Our beer loves you, too. <laughs> I haven't had a ton just because you guys, with the size that you had, you had to save, reserve a lot of that for your hometown. That's right. Because that's your biggest support. Right. Uh, but the beers that did find their way out here the last few years, I loved. And so I'm really happy to hear that you guys have partnered up with the Wegmans and you're going to start releasing stuff out here soon. Yeah, I'm thinking at this point, I mean, I wanted to do September, but we're, we're having, we're at capacity right now in Buffalo with our, with our, uh, with our system. So... I mean, I, we got we got to supply the hometown first. But once we do, once we can get some more fermenters in, then we're gonna. You can see us out here. You'll see us out here. So twenty barrel system. Yeah. You're limited on, on your fermenters, which you know slows down production a little bit for what you want to do. Correct. But that's still a lot. My gosh. Yeah. I mean, we have a capacity of forty eight hundred barrels. Uh, when we have all fermenters in, right now we're down a twenty barrel fermenter. We're down a forty barrel fermenter, but we're gonna be getting a, a forty and a twenty coming back, which will put us back up to it. Dude, that's awesome. That's all really good news, and it's just going to expand what Rochester and what Buffalo are doing together. This whole region. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're we're a great region, and 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 like all together, we're a fantastic region. I love Rochester. Buffalo loves Rochester. Rochester loves Buffalo. It's we're totally different brewing scenes too. I mean, I know I'm talking a lot right now, but I see I've seen both I've seen both sides of distribution between Rochester and Buffalo, and it's they're different markets. I feel like Buffalo. Um, Buffalo, who has more breweries at this point? I know Roch, Roch, Buffalo proper, it's been a while since I've been out here, has 13 in, in the city in and of itself. I would, say, I would say proper, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I would say proper, definitely. Okay. Definitely. All right. So, but I feel like there's... Um, We're closing the gap, though, quickly. Well, but you've also made more money in, uh, per capita. There was a, a report that came out that Rochester made more money per capita than Buffalo did. Um, but Buffalo, the Erie County, is still in the top ten. Yeah. Rochester was like what two or something? Crazy. Or Monroe County was but in you know like what two. What it is? It's like we have neighbors side by side by side and sharing like recipes or sharing things out of the garden. Yeah. Stuff goes faster, right? For sure. And and that's all it is. Just Rochester is smaller, a little more close knit. But as we go large, I'm sure that's going to affect that. I also do feel. Oh, so what I was going to say before is I feel like that Rochester has some more. Uh, I, I want to be nice and say discerning beer drinkers i want to be mean and say beer geeks <laughs> but you know what i mean you know I what do, i'm talking I about do. so i feel like rochester is a little bit more uh, geeky uh, discerning whereas buffalo we make a pilsner that is it's just killing it right now because it's just a standard american pilsner yeah. man and people just they crush them yeah i don't know so that's that's my that's my two thoughts on it dude this is brilliant i love your thoughts i love you two thoughts i love your thoughts so i, I love first, your head <laughs> look at it it's like my bald head <laughs> so oh, it's okay. give me that first and second name again for the record uh, Brendan Van Allen with Community Beer Works. Beautiful. And we're going to see more stuff from you, I'm sure. What's you will. What's the next big things that are coming up over the next 30 days? Next 30 days? What's coming in? Uh, Singularity Citra is a specialty IPA that we make. We have a new brand calendar that's going to be coming out for 2020. Uh, goes With is a, is a new style of uh, sour that we're doing. It's a base a base Goza. It's just a standard uh, kettle sour Goza. And then we're doing specialty like fruited stuff with it. And the next one is Cranberry Orange. That doesn't sound delicious at all. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, so that's that's the, that's the, the two newest things. Oh, and we're doing a lot of stuff with Andre Reed with the Let's Go Pills that I said earlier, the Pilsner. So we're doing stuff with Andre Reed in Buffalo. All right, so let's just make the people at home a little bit jealous who didn't make their way out here. Yeah. Uh, this is a place where you see all the truck, like the food truck events, the music on the bricks or something I think it's called. Uh, what did you bring today? What are people missing? We brought we brought three beers today. Well, there's a fourth secret beer, but we don't talk about it to people. We just give it to them. Uh, we brought Let's Go Pills is the American Pilsner that I was talking about before. Uh, every barrel of that we make, we donate. What's what's his number again? Eighty three. Whatever his number is, I keep forgetting it. Uh, I'm a Browns fan. <laughs> I am. You should know that though. Yeah. We're still gonna support the, the Bills. Go ahead. Andre Reed, Reed with Reed, eighty three, eighty three. So whatever, eighty three cents per barrel. Yeah. We donate to his charity of every single barrel that we make, and we do a lot of stuff with him. I know that's that's the long explanation. We also brought Rutherford B. Hayes uh, Belgian wheat, which is our non our non winter seasonal. Coming up soon is Alpaca Porter, which is our non summer seasonal. So that's in thirty days as well. And then that IPA is our session IPA, and we also brought our super secret Banging Yui New England style IPA in cans, which we only brought like two uh, two four packs of them. So. All right, I'm gonna ask you this because we yeah, love doing. You can have, one. You can I have, have one. one. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna do it on the show. 
We're going to save it for a show. Okay. All right? That's fine. Beautiful. All right. Thank you, sir. What can you tell me about the beer? Oh, what beer? The, the cans. Oh, Bangy Yui is a New England-style IPA. Uh, it's 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 juicy. It's, it has a little bit of a dry finish. We uh, it started off as double Yui, which is a uh, a double New England IPA. But we liked it so much that we're like, yeah, we're just going with this one. That's what happened. Well, thank you again, Frank, because your name tag says Frank. Your name tag says Frank. Thanks, My name Frank. tag says Frank. There's hundreds of Franks here. You missed that too. If you weren't here, you're you're dumb. So what they did, guys, is they handed out a set of business cards. They just handed out these really cool name tags that said Frank on them to represent. Uh, Frank's a beer we make, but we were dum-dums, and we didn't bring him with us today. <laughs> <laughs> so they did. So everyone's walking around going, hey, what's your name? Frank? I'm Frank. Nice to meet you, Frank. You Let's go. be Frank. So it's been great, guys. And, uh, also, uh, right now, it's about it's 7 o'clock. This thing goes till 9, and our kegs are floating in the water right now. We're going to be out by the next half hour. Dude, that's amazing. Well, yep. Don't go anywhere, because i got to get that beer from you. They won't let you, unfortunately, just walk out with stuff here. No. So we kind of have to wait till the end. Yeah, for sure. Well, but uh, can, we'll fill your, we'll fill your uh, glass with it before you leave. Dude, you're the best. Thank you, man. All right. We're talking with Brennan, and he wanted to introduce me to uh, a cohort from out of Buffalo who's doing some of the similar stuff that we're doing with Beer Talk and Rochester, who's doing in Buffalo. So go ahead. So uh, I, I have introduced Brian Campbell. Uh, here and he does he does stuff. Why don't he? Uh, yeah, here he is. Here's Brian. Brian, say what you do. I couldn't think of a better introduction. My name is Brian Campbell. I run the uh, Buffalo Beer League, and I also run the beer blog at uh, for the Buffalo Niagara Brewers Association. On top of that, I write beer features for the Buffalo News, and I write a weekly beer column called the Buffalo Beer Buzz for Step Out Buffalo. Awesome, man. Tell me, why are you here today? Because Buffalo has got so many things going on. We're just a little old Rochester. Like, what brought you here today to this event? So it's the 25th anniversary of this event. Uh, actually, Will Cleveland turned me on to this event. Uh, he writes for the Democrat Great writer. Chronicle. Yeah, I'm sure everybody knows that. And um, so Rohrbach reached out to us and uh, sent us a couple of tickets. And we, I came up with my wife, uh, first year being here. And it's uh, we can learn a lot from uh, Rochester, Rochester beer events. And especially since the Buffalo Beer League, we run so many events in the, beer, in the Buffalo beer scene. That we can learn a lot from uh, beer events. This up here, especially this one, this is run. It doesn't. It's run so smoothly. It doesn't feel crowded. Yet there's a ton of people here. And Job Erlub from uh, Roarbox, I believe, is a part of that, right? John Erlub from Roarbox helped put this together, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Brittany. Uh, Brittany actually reached out to us, who's one of the festival organizers, and she. Uh, we did a little promotion in Buffalo, and she's like, hey. You know, we'll send you some tickets. Come check it out. And it's our first, this is our first uh, beer festival in Rochester. And it's tremendous. So uh, describe tremendous for our listeners here. Like, what are you seeing today? What's What made an impact on you? What made you go, you know what? I made a good choice coming here today. Well, when we walked in, we did VIP. And the first brewery we walked into was Mortalis. I mean, obviously. They you sold buy, out. I'm so yeah. angry about that. Yeah, you buy, you buy into the hype. But uh, my wife had a triple IPA which I think was probably enough for her right away. Uh, I did the uh, Hydra something, which is a sour. Sour mango. Thank you. And then other half, we waited, and I did a six, I drank a 16% Eggo Waffle Stout. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and my wife drank a 15% Churro Stout. Wow. <laughs> and uh, the food Where was Where are ex- the tacos? <laughs> the food was excellent. We, drank, we ate empanadas, and the beer is just tremendous. We've been up here before. Uh, we do an annual brewcation where we go to a different city every year, and we've been to uh, Rochester before. So I was happy to see, like, uh, Weeby is here, Lost Borough, Swiftwater, a lot of breweries that I've been to a couple of times. Uh, Stoneyard, of course. So uh, what would you say to the people who didn't make it here, uh, especially being someone who's not living, in, you know, not from Rochester, um, what would you say to the people who live here who don't really realize the level of, I guess, the quality of the, of the product, the quality of the event, the quality of just uh, you know the the uh, just what they're trying to achieve here. Well, I mean, this event it blew me away. I didn't know what to expect because, like I said, I've never been to a Rochester beer event before. I mean, we've we've been to taps uh, tappings up here before, but never a beer festival. And like the lines weren't too long. Like we were in the Mortalis line, we were in the other half line. They were very very short. They move very quickly. And the beer the beer scene up here. I mean, I like to I I promote the Buffalo beer scene a lot. But the Rochester beer scene is happening just as much. It's a little more spread out, from what I understand, at least. And um, 
There's a lot of good beer being brewed up here. There really is. So people should definitely get out of their houses that live here and who don't have to make as far of a trek no. and get out and visit these places, support their local uh, establishments that are creating something original here in Rochester. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, couldn't, I really couldn't have said it better. Um, That's what they pay me for. <laughs> especially if you're going to do this event, I would recommend the VIP because you're really paying for the extra hour, which was perfect because we beat every single line. You know what? That makes a lot of sense. It was just like what? You get an extra hour, it's an extra 15 bucks maybe or something, right? Was it? Oh, was it? Like was it a little more? Bucks or something, like that's kind of worth it, right? Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that was fine. I was. I will also say that this is one of my favorite venues as well. Oh, yeah. So I, you know, we go to we. I go to Absolutely. so many brew fests every single year, and there's, there's another a, buff, another Buffalonian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I'm a Rochesterian that lives in Buffalo now. So we another Buffalonian. We talk about this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but of the Rochester Public Market, you know, I've you, you've been here before. If you, many if times. You listen to this blog. Then you've been to the, the public market with all the, the fruits and veggies out, and this is where you come to, to get your seafood and, or at least smell it when you're, when you're out here. But this is one of the coolest venues, and I've been to hunt, I got so many brew fests, hundreds, hundreds upon hundreds of them, and this is one of the coolest ones. Just the Rochester Public Market is such a cool place. I wish we had something like yes. this in Buffalo. I mean, we have, we have the Bidwell Market. Which is cool. It's in the, it's downtown. It's in the city on Elmwood Ave, but it's nothing like this at all. This is a great venue. Yeah. So what's the, I didn't get it. I just didn't get a chance. I was always coming back to Rochester on my weekends. What about that? Uh, what's the? I mean, what's what's lacking or missing from not just Buffalo, maybe from other public markets? I, I think the Rochester has developed. There's way more. Like this is this is a dedicated space for a public market, and that where where local farmers come in. And it's not just a few of them. Like in Buffalo, we have a lot of we have a lot of public markets that are spread yeah. out, right? We got them on Hurdle, we have them on Elmwood, we have them. Every little township has their own Williamsville, like whatever. Yeah. And I know that's out here as well, but there isn't one giant centralized public market that people come from everywhere. Right. People, so uh, the equivalent in Buffalo is people like in Williamsville and Buffalo won't won't come to the Bidwell Market. They have their own little little pub farmers market that they that they go to in Williamsville. And that's the equivalent, like what's what Williamsville is like Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh people come here. Pittsburgh people come here to do their, their shopping. I mean, it's just, it, you know, they, every, every township has their Rochester to Buffalo equivalent the way that I see it. But here, everyone comes to this public yeah. market. And that's what I think that most cities it would be it would be smart to do something like this because this is this owned by the city i don't know you're gonna have to, it is it's owned by the city and i'm sure that you have to pay they got to pay uh table fees and stuff but it's it's minimal awesome. minimal like uh, last i checked a couple of years ago it was like 35 dollars or something like that i mean it's like okay. it was just a matter of it gets you get on a list it was just a long waiting list but this is part of the local economy too yeah. this is local culture this is local economy and the way that the way that I see things when you're running a business is you have to be part of the community. Hence our name, Community Beer Works. But I mean, that's indoctrinated into what we do. This is this is community. Being here and seeing your friends at week after week, and going to get an empanada, and going to get uh, I like Scott's breakfast sandwiches. When I used to live here, I used to get the Scott's. I love breakfast. those. Right? Yeah, the Scott's too. Scott's too breakfast sandwiches. They were amazing. So we'd go and get that, and we'd go and get all our veggies, and we'd see people every single week, and you'd go shake the farmers' hands and. I don't know. This is this is such a cool venue to be here after hours and be part of something. I guess bigger, right? I guess so. I guess that's the way I'm putting it. I feel I like they're venue. they're rolling what happens on Saturday into other days with the uh, food trucks, with the uh, beer events, with the uh, music, and I feel like Rochester is a great place to live. Really. Yeah. I mean, we do have the food truck Tuesday. I mean, we have big cool things yeah. like that, but not nothing like this. I mean, we have food truck Tuesdays. Oh, uh, speaking of food trucks, they have Le Petit Poutine here. You have, have you gotten Le Petit Poutine? There's a food truck. I don't know what that is. Le is a food truck that's Rochester-based, and they do come to the Food Truck Tuesdays. Oh. Uh, but I'm Buffalo. Giving, yes, they do. But I'm giving them a shout-out because they have the best poutine stateside. I'm listening. Are they here now? Yeah, the green truck that says Le Petit Poutine. Oh, the one okay. that says Le Petit Poutine. Okay. All, right. All right, let's just all go there together. How about that? Yeah, I, I'm gonna, I gotta run. Good. I gotta run. You guys go. But I highly recommend them. Uh, I go I go way north in Canada, and that's the best poutine I've ever had in my life. This is the best poutine stateside by far. Well, you heard, folks. This is another place in Rochester, another reason to live here. Thank you, sirs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. So we are here next. 
to Swiftwater and Andy Cook. How's it going, Ben? How you doing, buddy? Good to see you, man. This is one of my favorite festivals, so super happy to be here. Dude, what did you bring today? We brought a Pilsner and a Imperial uh, Margarita Goza that we made with Rising Storm and uh, Orange Milkshake IPA. You got any more left? Uh, we Last I checked, but that was like an hour ago. I've been slacking on my pouring duties, so uh, probably. Dude, you're over here at the Beer Tree. What have you had? Uh, I had their uh, milkshake IPA. It was fantastic. Hoping for uh, another little taste before we go. Andy Cook, what's this morning beer? That's high praise. Thanks. Thanks. Awesome. I love that. So I'm here uh, at the at the section for um, for Beer Tree. And these guys, I've heard a lot of good things about them. I haven't had the opportunity to get out there and check them out. I'm so happy that this event is going on. I'm so glad I took off work today. So I got to taste their beer, so I got to meet, meet the, the people who work there. And I'm actually sitting with one of the, one of the brewers of the, uh, of the beer. Kevin, last name Dempsey. Kevin, what can you tell us about this beer again? Uh, so Banana Pop is our chocolate banana imperial milk stout. We essentially use a ton of milk chocolate and a lot of banana that we kind of mix in at the end to really get that flavor without losing it. So we put it in right before we put it in our bright tank to kind of get that flavor without uh, having it ferment out. Uh, to get a sweet, rich beer. I was going to ask you, like, not to tell me your secrets, but like, how'd you guys accomplish that? Because I mean, the only place I've seen do a consist or at least put it out consistently is that uh, I think Wells, right? But it, it doesn't quite capture the, the, the like that banana flavor, and it doesn't quite um, seem to get it. Something about the taste kind of throws it off for me. I mean, it's definitely it doesn't taste like a local craft beer. You know, yeah. I mean, I appreciate what they're doing, but you you've captured it here in and uh, what you guys are doing here. This is incredible. Tell us about some more about this beer, like how you how you got the idea. How long have you been doing it? So the idea for this beer came from an idea I had for one of my favorite things as a kid to uh, have as a milkshake was a chocolate banana peanut butter milkshake. I believe Elvis used to love uh, drinking them. Um, so we were going to do something like that, but peanut butter is a really finicky uh, ingredient to use in brewing. It's really rough in your cans and stuff too, right? Or your, or you don't, It doesn't mix in well and it doesn't get the flavor. So we decided to try like a base where we'd use banana and see how that works. And then once we figured out a, a more effective way to put the peanut butter in there, we'll try to add that to tweak it up a little bit. But it's kind of my take on one of those milkshakes I loved as a kid is like, how awesome would it be if we put alcohol in it too? about yeah and that's where it came about yep 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 that's right so i gotta tell you this is an amazing beer i'm having it right now i love it um tell us about some of the other beers that you brought for the for the fans of craft beer here in rochester what'd you bring for them today so we brought four different beers uh we had the banana pop we also had our uh, pineapple creamsicle which is our pineapple new england ipa we just kicked that though um we also brought our standard new england ipa called color trees or rather it's a lactose new england ipa and then we brought our uh, blueberry lime uh, Berliner Weiss called Slightly Fuzzy. So uh, what can you tell us about just your experience here at this event? Like, why Rochester? Because you guys are, are located a little bit past Binghamton, right? By seven miles? So, I mean, this is a little bit of a trip for you. This is work. So what kind of feedback are you getting from the Rochester crowd today? I mean, it's been great. Um, this is my first time. Our boss came last time. Thank you. Uh, my boss came last time and he told us this is probably the, the, the most exciting uh, beer fest he ever went to. Um, yeah, and I've, I haven't been to Rochester probably since I was a little kid. Um, so it's really my first time coming since I was an adult and in the craft beer kind of scene. And it's been amazing. Like, we, you know, we haven't had a line like this at Beer Fest in a long time, so it's pretty impressive. Uh, it's definitely an awesome, really strong beer scene here. Uh, people love their beer. And we love people who love their beer, you know? That's been great, yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, just a testament to you. You guys have had a line here since I walked up to talk to you. And there's how many other breweries here? And you guys have a consistent line yeah. almost back to that building. Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm kind of blown away. Uh, we came in, and I, I figured it would be busy, but uh, I didn't realize it was going to be this busy, which I love. Yeah. Um, and I, it's, it's great to see that most of our beers are kicked. It's, it's, it's a bummer because of people who might have not been able to have it. And I definitely always want people to try our beer, but I just tell them it's an incentive to come out to Port Crane and check out our stuff out there. We have a great location. 
um, or right on the Chenango River. You can kayak up to our brewery. It's one of the only breweries I know of that has beach access from a river, so you can canoe or kayak up to it. Um, and it's just beautiful. It's in the middle of a old field. The, uh, the tap room itself is the inside of the woodwork. It's just state-of-the-art. It's something that you've never seen before. No wonder why Andy Cook loves your place so much. Yep. He was a professor for kayaking oh, at really? one of the colleges, yeah. That's crazy. And so he would go to uh, uh, Pittsburgh over there and drop. I remember seeing him over there dropping his kayak in water yep. and, you know, he have a class occasionally. And, uh, yeah, so that's another reason why he loves your place. Not just the beer, but the environment. He loves wood. His place is decked out in wood. Man, you got it going on. Yeah, yeah, we're doing pretty good. Um, it's, it's one of those things. I, I lived in Boston for 12 years and grew up in that area, but wasn't sure I wanted to move home until I saw Beer Tree. I went in there, I saw how beautiful the tap room was, and I was like, yep, I'm moving home. Like, that was literally my incentive to move from Boston back home was after I saw Beer Tree, I was like, I want to work for these guys. And a year later, here I am. You know? Dude, that's an awesome story. That's kind of why we do what we do at Beer Taku. There are so many people. It's funny. I moved, to, you know, I moved here from a larger city years ago, and people go, why did you move here? You know, but it's, it's, of course, one of those things where they grew up here, so they really don't get that. Yep. But until they move away... And then get a little older, want to have kids, want to have a family, want to settle. Then they think about Rochester, right? Or you just grew up in a bigger place. You're like, I like Rochester because it has all the affinity of a large city. But it's just a little bit safer. Yep. You can buy a property for a lot cheaper, right? And there's a, there's just so much to do there. Hell yeah. I mean, the amount of money I'm paying for rent now, my friends in Boston would just slap me because they'd be like, that's not fair. Um, and it's just the um, it's a sense of community. You know, here there's... So a lot more laid back, you know. Um, it's not as fast-paced, um, and I find this a lot more scenic. We've got a lot more wilderness. We've got a lot more country, and that's kind of what I missed after you know so many years. All I wanted was to have. Uh, I wanted to be back in the country again, and I wanted to be around hills and trees and stuff like that. And beer too is a perfect opportunity to do that. Well, how long you been here? How long you been back now? A year now. So July, and mid, midway through July was my year anniversary, so a little over a year. Happy anniversary and welcome back. Thank you very much. All right, I'm here. You won't believe who I'm talking to right now. I'm talking to the man himself. Go ahead, say your name for the people. Joe McBain. And this fellow here, he did some things different. He, he, he actually worked for other people doing beer festivals, got a lot of really good ideas, and he put together one that's kind of inspired some other people. Uh, we're here today at the Flower City Beer Festival today. And, John, what do you think, man? I think it's a phenomenal uh, collection of New York State breweries. Um, it's very different from what we do. We're, we're a much wide-ranging festival, so I think for Rochester to, to have an event that focuses straight on New York uh, craft beer, it's amazing, and what uh, a good scene we're in right now. A lot of uh, a lot of new breweries, uh, some some really big name breweries, have you know put down roots here too. And uh, the uh, the tide just keeps rising year after year, so it's fun to come down and check it out and see what everyone's got going on. I appreciate you, man. What what are you doing next? What's going on? What's going on with the bar? What's what's what should we know about? So Tap and Mallet, uh, still the uh, the best craft beer bar in Rochester. That's our, our aim every day. Uh, we got another place opening up at Twelve Corners. Uh, be amazing beer too. And um, next year's the ten year for the Rochester Real Beer Expo. So uh, watch this space. Ten years will be killer. I appreciate you. Thank you, sir. All right, Benny. You have a good night, my man. Uh, 810 Metalworks. I'm sorry, Meatworks. I apologize. Um, and they have here a fantastic menu of some of the, this is a few of the things they brought today. So they have raspberry mead, liquid sunshine, which I'm having right now, scarlet A, raisin d'etat. All right. And so right now I'm talking with Brian. I am uh, one of the servers and vendors and uh, distributors for 810 Meatworks. Let me just have you uh, tell me some of the stuff you were just saying a moment ago as far as like how you guys got into this, the direction you're going, um, why mead, and what you're doing with mead. Uh, the owner started out um, in his garage in Jersey doing beers and then, uh, you know, leaned towards mead. Um, they were both, his, him and his wife were both teachers in Jersey and um, they had family up here 
and moved up to uh, Medina, New York. Uh, opened up five years ago in uh, West Center Street, Medina. And um, right now there's over 23 different varieties. None of them taste the same. Some of them take uh, three months, some take nine months, just depending on which one you're doing. Um, yeah, crazy flavors. Um, several of them he's using bourbon barrels for now. Um, the flavors are actually coming out better and better each time he does a batch. Just to interject into that, one thing that a lot of people you may not know about mead is that mead is actually a wine. It's made out of honey. Um, it takes a lot of it to produce honey, or a lot of honey to produce the mead. Um, and actually, it's you know there's some uh, there's some actual skill, very much skill needed to make it. So it's some hurdles, some serious hurdles these guys have to go through to make meat and to make this quality meat, which I have to admit is incredible. Uh, the one I just had right now, the Liquid Sunshine, amazing. I'm, I'm really excited to try some other uh, offerings they have right now. So I'll, I'll let you continue. He's doing great things at a quality. He's, he's a master uh, mead maker. Um, yeah, none of these taste the same. Even this Risen Detra I have here is phenomenal. He's pouring me some right now. He does really well balancing all his flavors. Everything he uses is fresh. It's never over uh, ripened or anything like liquors and whatnot. Um, it's unbelievable. I mean, he's even had going further other than the meat itself. He has a vinyl night. You bring your vinyls in and we can, um, you know, play your favorite record. Uh, Fridays and then Saturdays we got bands coming in playing out in the Bee Garden, which is a old uh, boiler room with the roof has been torn off so it just echoes it's great the band's playing in there sound great we also opened up our axe throwing range um which we uh designed after uh hatchets and hops up in buffalo um and it, it's great there's a lot a big turnout for that one um huge turnout for uh, last saturday at our fifth anniversary and he keeps making more and more and growing so where are you guys exactly located? How do Rochesterians get there? Is it like an hour trip, two hours? Rochester, it took us an hour and two minutes to get here. Um, and both 31s go straight through Medina. So either side of Rochester you're on, it's only going to take about an hour, an hour and a half at the most. Webster, probably an hour and a half, two hours. So here that, folks, that is amazing. That is worth a weekend trip. Uh, for you folks who, for you guys out there whose wives drag you out on the weekends, go wine tasting, and you're like, I just want a really good beer. This is something for both of you. It's a wine. It has a lot of complexity. Um, it's a it has a lot of drinkability, like a beer does. And I think you'll be really surprised. So you need to get out here. And the address is one one three West Center Street, Medina, New York. It says one one three West Center Street, Medina, New York. Thank you. Anything coming up for the next thirty days, sixty days? You want to talk about plug? We got anything coming up, Tim? Yeah, the Axe Throwing League starts next month. That's going to be on Tuesdays. Describe for the people what that is and why that's fun. Uh, you can come down, drink a whole bunch, and then uh, throw axes at your friends. <laughs> that sounds a lot of fun for the Axe Thrower, that is. So um, that's something I would want to do. So uh, is that something you guys do frequently, often? Just and do you started. have to have skills? Just we, we, do you have any guys who uh, teach? We have league members who are in their 80s, and they're probably better than half of the other people who've tried. So you don't have to be, like, someone who's skilled. You can come down, and, and it's first time, and, and you guys have, like... Yeah, you don't need to be skilled at all. We have someone in the room with you. Uh, you and your friend or you and uh, three other people can come down. Uh, Tim or someone else will be there to help you. It will uh, teach you how to do it. Um, and you can take several practice shots, you know, hang out, have a good time. Everything's set up, so it's not going to come back at you like that uh, YouTube video. It's not happening. So, guys, you heard it here at Beer Taku. Let me just tell you what I've had so far. I had the Liquid Sunshine. I had the, the Raisin Detra, which Amber was like... Honey with raisins which, and cinnamons. So, he's describing it to me. It's been aged in a bourbon barrel for a year, and it is a amber honey with raisins and cinnamons in it. comes out at 13 ABV. Fellas, you know you want some of that, and it is it has an incredible raisin taste. Uh, it's not overwhelming. It's well balanced, and it is incredibly good. And right now, I'm tasting. Now you have the uh, Scarlet A. Scarlet A, which says it's carbonated blueberry honey, apples and cranberries. It has an eight eight percent ABV, and uh, let me tell you what it tastes like right now. 
A stands for apple in that tart and tangy sizer, and you won't be a social outcast if you enjoy a glass of it. This is a man, folks, who's made his life by, by marketing. As you can tell, he's really, really good at it. Just BS all day. Yeah. <laughs> Here at the Dove, Naked Dove that is, and I'm here with the, with one of the owners called Dave Swasher, and he is having a good time. He's enjoying the crowd. This is he, this is here at the Rochester Flower City Beer Festival. And what do you like this festival, Dave? Uh, I think it's the best festival. Uh, number one, it's all New York State breweries, and even better than that, it's all the brewers and owners are here because we love it. It's great interaction with the customers. Um, we hang out with each other. We have a great time. It's This is the 25th year, and I've been at every one. It started at, years, really? It started at, uh, as the Flower City Brew Fest in Sonnenberg Gardens in uh, Candegua. And it's moved around a little bit, but this is by far the best venue for it. Great venue, great night. Um, it doesn't matter if it's not in your backyard, can't take away anymore, you're coming. Oh, absolutely. We go to we go to the local festivals, and this is my favorite. It's very laid back, it's very calm, and it's extremely well run. What impressed me about this festival is that uh, I was going to come here just because I had other stuff going on, I had to work. Right. I got out of work when I saw the list of the breweries that were here. That said a lot to me. Well, it, it says a lot about New York State and what we have locally here. Um... Monroe County is the second most breweries in New York State. Uh, Ontario County, uh, which is a little tough for us because there's a lot of breweries, there are 18 breweries in Ontario County and only 120,000 people. It's like a brewery for every 6,500 people. It's every 20,000 up in Rochester, but between these two counties, you're talking 43 breweries. That's a lot. And then we're pulling in phenomenal breweries from all over the state because they want to come here. This, they've heard great things. We're at brewers' conferences, and we're telling people how great this festival is. And then on top of that, John donates uh, a good chunk of money of the proceeds to this. To you the New- John, you're talking about John Erlop. John Erlop from Rohrbox, who runs this, um, to the New York State Brewers Association. So it is sort of like one of our festivals that we don't have to run, but we he gives us a generous donation. Yeah, he was one of the original board members of the New York State Brewers Association. Um, you know, the association has its ups and downs. Uh, when we sort of came back and came back strong, he sort of bowed out. He was also he's also the head of the New York State Brew, uh, Restaurant Association, yeah. president of that. So uh, I was the board member for a couple of years, and uh, now Chris Minnelli from Rock is, and we really, really work hard to uh, expand the rights of breweries as well as protect the things we have because uh, the big, big guys are starting to kind of come in absolutely some other states have had some restrictions put upon the breweries yeah. that are very tough and uh, uh, make the have the breweries uh, in a very tough spot right and just what it's referring to folks is some of the, the new laws having to do with if you have the farmer's uh, license you have to now make a certain amount of your uh, product with uh, a New York based uh, yeah, and certainly that's it um, which is you know that that's that as it's it went from twenty to sixty percent, and that's that was part of that. That was all in the law. Um, a lot of the other states have had uh, restrictions put on tasting rooms and tap rooms. Um, they can only be open so long, only have so many special events. Um, and there have been a couple rumblings in New York State, and we're very strong legislatively, and certainly the people are demanding certain things, and uh, the government is hearing that. Um, you know, everybody has their affiliations, whether you like our governor or not. He's been very friendly for uh, craft beverages, beer, wine, cider, distilleries. Um, and part of that is it's a success story. Everybody loves a success story, and you want to promote it and keep it going. Uh, breweries this year probably should pass number of wineries in the state, which is insane. Um, when we started nine years ago, there were less than 100 breweries, and we were the first one in Ontario County. Now there are about 450, and eight, as I said, 18 in Ontario County. Yeah. Well, you know what, Dave? You know what I'm going to ask? I'm going to ask you the same question I always ask. Certainly. You know, what's my favorite beer, Dave, that you make? A dark beer? Uh, Imperial Stout or Porter? Porter. 
Porter. What's it called, Dave? Imperial Stout is just the Porter on steroids. So yeah. um, it could have been either. But, you know, the Porter. And um, look for that uh, at the latest uh, this winter in cans. You're not going to let me down. I'm going to find that in cans, right? It, it will be... At the very least, it'll be uh, replacing nice and naughty as the winter seasonal. All right, folks. So and I don't think anybody's heard that other than Chris Schulte, so you, really? heard it, you heard it here first. All right, folks. So he just gave us a beer type exclusive, with just meaning that one of his beers that made this guy famous, that made, I mean, they were already doing, everyone in the community knew them, loved them for the beer they made, consistently really good beer, but they made a beer that transcended that, that they could send the people who lived in the West Coast, people who lived in the East Coast, who lived in communities that were beer communities back in the day before that existed. And he made a beer called, or, or, or they made a beer called 45 Fathoms Porter. I could pause yes. it. Yes, pause it. Wait one second. Um, that is the next in the key, in the banding clone coal series. Uh, most of the places have the tropical tangerine right now. That's the follow-up. Uh, probably a week or so, it'll be in the brewery. Thank you. Cheers. Sorry. That's all right, man. This is business, buddy. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, he, he made a beer that was fantastic. I, I think, I mean, I, when you make things, when you make art, you fall in love with it. But you know that you make a lot of art when you're an artist, and there's things you fall in love with. Everyone else doesn't see the vision. Everyone else it doesn't catch with everybody. But sometimes you make something, you feel in your gut. He made this beer called... The 45 Fathoms Porter. Well, and me and almost every guy I know who's a beer nerd in town lose our minds yeah. when we see this beer on tap. We'll walk into a place like Tap and Mallet, or walk into a place like AJ's Beer Warehouse, or walk into a place like Beers of the World, planning on getting something else or or our yeah. list of beers, and we see that there and we ch immediately change our list. Awesome. We have to get Well, that that's beer. great to hear. And it's one of the beers that. Um, I've been brewing uh, in September. It'll be 26 years uh, for a living. Um, I can. I don't get too far off my first hand before uh, when you do a new beer. You know, you have to do that. a we lot of times you're 70 percent of the way, 80 percent, 90 percent. You, you know, you may change it, and the consumer may not know. But there's there's only a handful of beers that I've ever done that the first time we did it, it was perfect. We didn't change the thing. Uh, the Roebuck Scotch Ale when we did that. Never changed it. Um, the actually the uh, we did the the Maybach at. Oh, wait, uh, wait, wait, back up a second. Yep. So the Roarbox, you said Roarbox Scotch Ale. Yes. You guys were instrumental in bringing that to market. Yep. It was. Uh, you know that was back when I. Uh, it was about a year after I started at Roarbox, and uh, uh, still there was. Right, I forgot you were a part of the Roarbox family. Yep. Absolutely. Roarbox, CBs, and Genesee before Naked You've Dove. Been around the block. You've yes, I helped, have. You've, you've helped concrete I, a lot of these places. I, I joked that I had to start my own brewery because I had nowhere else to work. Um, <laughs> but but good thing. But, uh, yeah, the Roarbox, um, and that recipe is straight out of Greg Noonan's Scotch Ale book. Um, wow. And at the time, you know, we're talking 94, um, there wasn't a lot of information out there. There yeah. were some... Uh, you brewing texts and it's uh, almost a forgotten beer yeah and, and it's something that uh was the scotch ale book was the number eight in the beer style series for that brewers association put out and uh those books gave the history yeah. uh commercial examples how to brew it and and, that's and, the, and, and that's we hopped on that and it was just a came out in winter in rochester who doesn't need a seven what point what year was that i think it was 94 and that was a seven point what that's 7.2. Who doesn't eat that in Rochester, right? In, in the wintertime, absolutely. Here in this place. And so absolutely. you folks who don't know, uh, he's talking about uh, it's the group that all the main brewers in, in the United States are a part of. Yep. And that also has an offshoot foundation or group uh, that a lot of um, home brewers are a part of. Right. The, you have the, uh, and it's changed name a little bit over time. Um, the uh, American Home Brewers Association is part of the Brewers Association. Um, which is more the uh, the commercial side of things. Um, they work in concert with each other, separate but same organization. But the book you're, you refer to was earlier. from the Brewers Association. That yes. and it, it had homebrew recipes in it, but also more commercial. Yeah. It, you know, five gallon, uh, one barrel, seven barrel recipes. Yeah. Um, and just scaled it up, so it worked out really well. Um, and that was one of the only places you could get information at the time. It's yeah. ninety. 
before. There's no internet. There's no, no, uh, you know, all this crazy stuff that you can find now that you uh, Google a Keller beer and you can find out, you know, 100 pages on Keller German right. Keller beer. Uh, it wasn't available. Right. So you had to find what you could do and research uh, some of the styles that way. It's almost like you want to tell people that complain about the internet being down, of, you know, they can't watch Netflix. Like, do you know what I have to go through back when there was cassette tapes and it would oh. spindle out and you just have tape spooled everywhere inside the cassette? You guys have no idea. Well, so I, I, I sometimes say, you know, uh, with my kids who are 11 and 13 that, oh, we'll, we'll tape that. And they look at me like I have four heads. You mean <laughs> DVR, Dad? Right. And like... Yes. Yes, yes I yes. mean that. But we became our parents, Dave. Oh, I know. We say the same same things that they said. Oh Absolutely. Right. So look, Dave. Um, anything you want to tell the people that's going on within the next 30, 60 days that you guys are doing that they need to look out for events, beers. What do you want to say? Well, uh, we have our uh, Oktoberfest, which is our Oktoberfest, which will be uh, Columbus Day weekend, uh, the 12th and 13th of uh, October. Great German food. Great German beers, some great German music, uh, and the nice part is there's two beautiful parts of this. We decided to do a Columbus Day weekend, so Sunday for a lot of people is actually a weekend day uh, that they don't have to go to work. And uh, we, we 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 worked, uh, we talked to uh, the NFL, and they decided that the Bills would have a bye that day. What? So there's no Bills game either. So oh come on down to that. You hear that, folks? Rochester beer is influential in the NFL. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we're doing some crazy stuff. We have some uh, Kolsch's that we're adding fruit to. And we did the lactose intolerant that will be coming out. I love that name. It's, oh, yeah. uh, it's a milkshake IPA with no lactose. Lots of vanilla, uh, lots of fruit. Um, but uh, it's a little bit sweet, but not overly powering. Incredible, Dave. We appreciate you. Rochester appreciates you. Uh, as well, thank people, you. people uh, who are consider ourselves nerdy do. And definitely look forward to that 45 Fathom supporter, sir. Thank All you. All right. Thank you. at the table right now of Prison City Brewing, which you guys have heard a lot of stuff about. They kind of lead the pack in New York State, let alone the Rochester region. I guess it's, it's more like the Syracuse region, but definitely for upstate and sour beers and just anything that's like Berliner races and anything of sour notes, goozes, you name it. These guys are rocking house. They've got named in Pace Magazine as the guys to see, the guys to come to New York State to see. And, of course, if you're in a wine region, to definitely travel up to see. So right now we have um, we have Prison City's own, one of their brewers here. And I'll have you say your name first and last name for sir. Rob Bowen. Rob Bowen. How long have you been with the brewery? Uh, just over four years. And the brewery. <laughs> I'll be over there to harass you later. <laughs> um, and you, can, you guys have been open for like five, six years now? No, just over four. Wow, so uh, you've been We've there. been open for five, yes. I'm sorry. I was going to say, because you've been there almost since the beginning now, right? Yeah, yeah, just about. So tell me about your brewery and what you guys do. Uh, we do a little bit of everything. We do stouts, barrel-aged stouts, IPAs, nice light lagers, sour beers, barrel-aged sours. So sours is definitely your thing. Well, thank you. Um, that would be our head brewer, Matt, uh, Ben Maeso. He is... A genius with what he does with sour beers and what he's done with our house culture and uh, I just have the privilege of sitting back and, and enjoying everything that I see him do so <laughs> well you know what they said uh, the reason why uh, Bruce Lee was so well was so incredible was because of his teacher and we're just now finding out about the teacher <laughs> I love you Ben <laughs> so uh, tell us about uh, just the beers that you have here today and uh, why you guys came all the way down to Rochester to this event? You could have been doing other things right now, I'm sure. Uh, we come out to this event since we've been open. We've, this is one of the best events of the year. It's definitely a brewer-style event. You know, all the brewers are here. Everybody's hanging out, having a very good time. Uh, I love this event. You know, I've been here three of the four years that I've been with Prison City, and I look forward to it every year once I'm 100%. This is definitely one of Rochester's premier beer fests, uh, simply because when I saw the list the other, like a couple of weeks ago, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to, I mean, I get off work 
like at the last minute to come here for this event um, because I found out all the guys that were here, you guys were here, a bunch of newer breweries that aren't at a lot of places were here. Of course, some of the guys who are knocking out of the park are here. So I had to be in this one place where everyone's in t- together at the same place, sharing their beers with the crowd. And I mean, look at the, looking at the amount of people that are here right now, um, you've got a chance to talk to them. You know, what, what perception do you have of what the Rochester crowd is as far as just their palate and, and just the conversations you've had? Uh, people love us when we come out here. We've as you see, if you've been standing here, we've got lines every time. It's it's great. I love the way Ben grew up here in Rochester. So I met him in the uh, Brewers Club. Yeah, he's definitely got a nice following here in Rochester. So every time we come out here and we're able to share our beer, it's it's always a good time. That's awesome, man. What are you guys working on right now? What's what are you doing um, as far as like canning or are you canning? What's the next big move, and then what are you doing within the next, say, 30, 60 days? We've got a production brewery opening up here in the near future. Well, breaking ground in the near future. Um, and that's main our main focus right now is getting that spot open so more of you folks can have a little bit more of our beer. That's awesome. That's good news. That is very good news. Any uh, Anything that you're going to be shipping out to Rochester, like through Wegmans or any of the beer uh, to people sources, that is anything too new? Far down, too far down the road for me to tell. All right, so we just have to make sure we get in our cars and make a trip on the weekends. Come see you guys then. Absolutely. Hey, thanks for visiting with us today, man. Cheers, brother. I appreciate you. Me too. I appreciate <laughs> you guys. We had a good time with Dan, Dan Nathnagel, who's one of the owners, because we've known each other for quite some years. He was busting my chops. We were having a good time cutting up, and uh, because I forgot to hit the record button because we were laughing so much, uh, we caught right in the middle of the conversation, and we were just basically talking about John Erlub, the founder of Four Box Brewing, and also the founder of this event. the event so what you're saying is john is the real deal holyfield is that what you're saying john's the og here in rochester that's what i'm saying he's og craft beer man i love it he's the ben mcdonald of uh craft beer he's been coming out with some incredible beers lately have you had any have you heard anything have you tasted anything tasted what now some of the latest beers he's come out with his new series oh i mean everything they make is is it's like he's got the Midas touch, and everything they make turns to gold. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not putting you on a spot, but I had a beer that recently came that they made called Cookies and Cream. Um, I took it to Japan with me on my trip, and uh, some of the people in the room were Australians and uh, Englanders and all that stuff. They love that beer. That was the biggest consensus beer, consensus beer that everyone loved. They, I had a lot of different stuff from Rochester exclusively, but that one everybody loved. You know, I'm slightly uh, surprised you weren't bringing a suitcase full of three heads, brother. I did, my friend. You didn't. So now you just out it yourself, buddy. <laughs> because I took tiger, I took tiger blood, my friend. Tiger blood. I went, to, I right. went to this awesome. Go That's Go right, R-I-T. baby. I went to this awesome uh, ramen noodle place that that open. It's open 24 hours. They only have nine seats. Everyone that was in the place was Japanese. I had to wait in line in the alley, and this is like two in the morning. And, if, and it was phenomenal. Man, I appreciate that. I didn't know you did that, but uh, the love is all around. The love is all around. Dude, I love you guys, man. If you go, on, you go on Instagram, folks, you can see that. But you guys make killer beer. I love the name. And when I gave it to the chef that spoke no English, I just, I just you know, kind of signed what it was. And I appreciated his food. And I said I wanted to give you a gift. He loved it. Right on, brother. We got to shut it down, but I'm glad to shut down the brew fest with beer otaku. All right, brother. Hey, folks. Definitely hope you enjoyed this trip you took with us to an amazing long time local beer event. That's the Flower City 
Beer Fest. We hope you learned a few things, of course. Uh, for instance, like how many high-end breweries are homegrown right in your area. Another thing we hope you learned was that there are so many local brewers who share the same goal, which is just blowing your mind with the beer flavors they're producing. You know, they're concocting some amazing flavors. And, you know, they also want to show you how much they desire to produce a product that contributes back to the local economy. You know, basically because of the quality of, of what they're making. Um, it's warranting larger quantities being sold because of interested, frankly, interested people like yourself. I hope you learned that local beer, regional beer, right here in the Rochester area has evolved and is continuing to evolve into some of the most original and well-crafted beer comparably with anything else you could find nationwide. I, w- I would definitely put us up there with that. So, with that being said, thanks again. We want to do some final shout-outs to number one, Jason Wild, my partner in the beer. Um, he's uh, He's been an absent part lately because he has so much going on. Just want to let him know we appreciate him. We missed him, especially at this event. Um, want to do a shout-out to Mr. John Erlib um, from, from Local Breweries, Roarbox, who's done so much specifically for the local breweries here. We have a lot of things that is owed him, um, and particularly particularly for this event. He's poured a lot of energy and sweat and time over the years to make this event happen. So thank you, John. Um, the folks over at the Rochester Public Market who put on an amazing event for, you know, for the Flower City Beer Fest. It was great. But you know what? They're used to doing this every week, every Saturday, when they have the um, Rochester Public Market open to the public where they have all these vendors and all these local farmers come out and provide stuff direct from the land itself to people. We love what they're doing. Keep doing it, guys. You're making Rochester even specialer. AJ's Beer Warehouse, a.k.a. Rhino Distribution, um, who have supported Beer Utaku, us, and they're responsible for bringing a whole lot of local brewers to the markets outside of their own neighborhoods. You know, by bringing them into Rochester, introducing them to people before they were canning beer, before they were bottling anything. They just said, hey, you got a keg. We like what you're doing. We want to show Rochester where you are, what you're doing, and let them taste your beer. And it's been a nice catapult for a lot of these brewers who came to this event as well. Um, All the brewers who showed up to the Flower City Beer Fest, shout out to you guys. You, you guys contributed some incredible beers to this event. You open up a lot of people's eyes to what's going on, not just here, but right, right around the region. Um, and thank you for helping to con- continue contributing to the local story of great tasting beer in our area. So, all you local regional brewers, if you like us to share your beer story, hit us up. Uh, you can hit me up on Facebook um, at BeerTaku or on Instagram. Um, or even our site, which is beertaku.com. That's beer, O-T-A-K-U.com. Um, and that's right on our contact page. So until next week, folks, thanks for taking a little trip with us um, outside of what we normally do. And be sure to visit the beer menu of Playhouse Bar, where we usually you can find us every week doing our beer cast. Uh, because a lot of these breweries, frankly, you can find right on their big beer menu. Um, which is actually online on beermenu.com. So, guys, thanks for hanging with us. Thanks for learning with us. Until next week, folks, cheers. Cheers.